and welcome to another edition of the CIC Cast. Happy you've decided to spend a little time with us today, listening to some conversation about the world of high school sports. We are entering the uh, the stretch run of the summer here, as our high school sports uh, will begin eminently uh, coming up shortly here. In just a few weeks, we will have uh, high school practices uh, commencing again, students going back to school, and uh, we're excited about it here, but still in a little bit of summer mode here on the CIC cast. I know our, our podcasts have been uh, a little sporadic, which I guess at this point is sort of uh, the MO for this podcast, but once again, we will uh, we will strive to get back onto a more regular schedule once the school year begins, but we do like having a little more of a relaxed pace during the summer and a little bit of a different perspective for our summer episodes. And that's what we will have this time. Just a single guest with us this week for the CIC cast, but it's one that uh, I really enjoy as and uh, enjoy talking to this gentleman. It is uh, Joe Palladino, formerly of the Waterbury Republican American, which feels a little interesting to say. Joe recently retired uh, from his uh, position as a writer and columnist for the Republican American, has covered high school sports for decades over there in uh, in Waterbury. So wanted to get on the phone with him. He's one of uh, one of our more frequent podcast guests and, and always has great stories and great things to say, I think, about um, about high school sports and what makes it special. So uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, kind of a wide-ranging conversation uh, with Joe. That'll be coming up here momentarily. As I said, just the one guest this week, and uh, Joe can uh, Joe enjoys telling a story. So we like <laughs> like getting him on and uh, and helping us uh, give you some content here for the summer. Um, so be sure to check that out. As always, you can check out the CIC cast on our various podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us in the Google Play Store. You can find us on Stitcher. If you do uh, listen to us on iTunes, please uh, rate and leave us a review. That's always good for us there. And uh, we hope you subscribe any of those places, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we hope you will subscribe so you can uh, keep tabs on us with our random posting schedule and uh, and always know when we've dropped a new episode of the CIAC cast. Uh, like I said, hopefully, hope going to try and stick to an every other week uh, schedule once we uh, once we get to the fall and uh, and things start really ramping up here was just a couple of weeks away but uh, we hope to be back to uh, to an every other week kind of schedule and bringing you interesting conversations uh, with folks around the the world of high school sports so that's where we are right now Joe Paladino will be our guest let's uh, as I said you can uh, all the places you can find the podcast also of course want to encourage you to follow all of our various uh, social media platforms of course our website CICsports.com and then the tertiary website tournamentcentral.cicsports.com. Both of those sites have plenty of information for you. Uh, CIC Sports uh, has been updated with all of the fall sports schedules, uh, tournament packets uh, for the coming, or excuse me, sport packets for the uh, the coming seasons are available there as well. Rosters uh, starting to populate; those will start coming in uh, once we get to uh, a little closer to the fall. But you can find all the schedules, uh, information, rules changes, all kinds of different stuff uh, has been updated for tournament dates uh, for the fall and actually for the winter and spring as well on uh, on Tournament Central. So check all that out. You can follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports. Uh, very active there. Anytime we, uh, we've got a new post, we've been doing a little feature there, uh, which I'm calling a CIAC Rewind, where we're uh, just sharing some of our favorite stories uh, from the past uh, school year here as we start to look ahead to the next school year. Wanted to kind of refresh everyone's memory about some of the fun things uh, and interesting stories we covered from the past year. So at CIC Sports on Twitter, 
at CIC Sports on Instagram. Going to try and uh, have a concerted effort to get a little more content on Instagram during the, the coming school year, so follow us there as well. Uh, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash CIC Sports. And uh, if you're a, a video fan, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Uh, that that If you search for CAS-CIAC, uh, Cast CIAC is the YouTube channel there. Uh, new colleague, I guess he's not even a new colleague anymore. He's been with us for almost a year now. John Holt has been doing a wonderful job uh, putting videos and sharing stories uh, about the world of high school sports there on our YouTube page. So that's a great uh, great tool for you as well. So let's quickly run down some of the things uh, to talk about here on uh, that, that you might have missed on CICsports.com. We always like to do that before we get to our guests. As I mentioned, the CIAC Rewind f- feature, some of those are on uh, on our website. Uh, you can check out uh, some of the stories there that, have, uh, that we thought uh, you might want to check out there. Of course, as I said, you can find that on social media too. Look for the hashtag CIAC Rewind. Uh, we've got the schedule for the 2019 Fall Rules Interpretation Meetings for any coaches out there be sure you check out uh that schedule that is a requirement for uh for coaches at the high school level not sure if fans uh, or, or teams are aware of that but uh coaches are required to go to a rules uh interpretation meeting with officials uh before prior to their to their season so the fall schedule is up we did a big uh a big feature choosing the best championship moment uh from the CIAC's uh, coverage, the NFHS Network's coverage of the CIAC championships this past year, and we've got the the top five revealed on CIACsports.com as well, so you can check that out. Uh, enjoy doing that, doing that story, uh, doing that little feature as well, so you can find all of that on uh, CIACsports.com. With all that said, let's get to our interview. As I said, we like to uh, try to have a little more time, maybe a wider-ranging conversation for some of these summer podcasts. So as I said, Joe Palladino is our only guest this week. We hope you uh, will enjoy this conversation. I always like talking to Joe. Uh, he's not always uh, the biggest fan of the CIAC, which is certainly his uh, his prerogative, but uh, he has a great perspective, and I think he really... Uh, You'll you'll see in this conversation really has a passion and uh, and, and a great love for high school sports and, and some of the unique elements of high school sports. So we're going to chat with him uh, about some of the things that uh, that stand out to him over his uh, the le- length and breadth of his uh, wonderful career writing about sports for the uh, for high school uh, for the Republican American. Excuse me. So without further ado, let's get to our conversation with Joe Palladino. Very, very excited to have with us today Joe Palladino, and uh, it feels a little strange to say formerly of the uh, Waterbury Republican American. Joe, a longtime uh, um, reporter and columnist for the Republican American covering the world of high school sports, uh, retired from the paper uh, a few weeks ago here in the summer, so we wanted to reach out to him and, and just try to have a kind of a wide-ranging conversation about uh, the, his, his time covering high school sports. So, Joe, thanks so much for, uh, for finding some time for us. We appreciate it. Hi, Joel. Thank you for asking. And, uh, you know, you thought I thought I was like I had escaped, but but you found me. You caught up with me. So, uh, you know what? The chance to talk about something that I did for so long and had so much fun doing is always a pleasure. So I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you reached out. I'm very happy to do it. It's uh, I did a little research here. I believe this is now your will now be your ninth appearance on the the CIAC cast. (laughs) And we have uh, we've done a little over 100 episodes. So uh, fans of the show, you know, tuning in, have about a one in roughly one in 10 chance if if they're coming in to uh, to hear some Joe Palladino talk and some stories. So. Uh, well, I think that's a pretty good percentage. Time anyway, so they know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I'll start off here and, and just sort of um, you, uh, for folks, as 
I said, who didn't know you, you decided to, to retire and step away uh, uh, during the summer here from the Republican American after uh, several decades there. And I'm just kind of <laughs> curious, uh, you know, how you're sort of feeling. What's your perspective now as you uh, are sort of settling into this new uh, new situation? And, and, and now you're sort of seeing that you're not gearing up for a, a busy fall season <laughs> of covering high school sports. How are you sort of feeling? What's your perspective uh, uh, on, on where things are for you at this point? You know, it's funny because even my kids ask me all the time, "How how is retirement?" And I and I can't really say I don't know yet because typically August was always the slow month. Right. Um, I people always say, "Oh, you must be enjoying the, the the rest in August," and I always say, "No, actually, August is the hardest month because you have to really dig hard to find all your stories. Sure. They don't just tumble through the door. <laughs> There's no big game on Friday, so you've got to go out and hunt down stories. And of course." That's one of the things about my job that I loved. I loved researching and, and chasing down stories and going out and finding things. So the truth is, August is, is very typical right now. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, what I used to always do is I take a lot of vacation time in August, so I wouldn't work Tuesday through Friday, but then I'd cover stuff on the weekend. So August was always a very slow month. Now, I'll figure out what this retirement stuff really is all <laughs> about come September. Sure. Um, uh, I, I, we went to dinner with friends recently and, uh, one of whom is retired and he said something that I thought was beautiful. He said, welcome to the real world. <laughs> and I thought, wow, he's a hundred percent right. This, <laughs> this is what life is all about. If only you could be retired and not 65, that'd be awesome. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm just. You know, you know, here's what I tell people all the time when they ask me about retirement, because I'm still going to be at games all the time. I can't wait yeah. for the fall season to start, and, and I'm going to be at as many soccer games as I can go to, and, of course, basketball in the winter. Sure. And, and the pure pleasure for me will be when the game is over, I will now not have anything to do. Yeah. I don't have to rush home to write. I don't have to edit video at midnight. I'm just going to go home and relax. So I'm really looking forward to that element of retirement. Yeah, no, I can imagine uh, being able to just go to a game and enjoy it uh, in, a, in a different way and not be taking yeah. notes and, and all that sort of thing that uh, obviously was a huge part of, uh, of what you were doing. So uh, I'm curious uh, from, you know, similarly, obviously, you know, you uh, as a writer, you wrote a little bit. You did kind of a farewell column and there were lots of, uh, you know, nice uh, tributes and things like that written about you and, and talked about you in, the, in this world of, uh, of social media. And I'm just curious what that was like, sort of seeing all the uh, all the things that uh, that people had to say and all the uh, all the nice um, nice accolades that came your way as you, as you sort of went through this process of winding down uh, uh, with the Republican American. Well, I'll tell you, it was very overwhelming. I have to admit, um, one of the plans I had all along was to sneak out the back door. That was my <laughs> my retirement plan, and I, I suppose, especially if you're a columnist, where your your face is out front all the time, and sure. people are either saying nice things about you or saying not nice things about you. Mm-hmm. You can't just, you can't just escape. Yeah. So, so they really had to twist my arm and leg to even write that little farewell thing. Um, and there's no party. There's none of that. There's none of that nonsense. <laughs> so the chance of people to say, to say something nice did happen on social media. Rick Wilson wrote a nice column. Kyle Brennan wrote a nice column too. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed by it. I, you know, for, before I came to the Public American, I went. I spent almost ten years at the Naugatuck Daily News, right. and developed a great relationship with the people down there. And they just unloaded on me with wonderfully nice things, <laughs> which 
and all these people, they're all now, all these athletes are now 45, 50 years old. <laughs> right. So, oh gosh, it was, it was wonderful. Um, so it took me by surprise and it was most greatly appreciated. All right. Well, uh, it certainly was uh, was deserved. So I'll uh, uh, I'm gonna we, we sort of do a little uh, perspective here. But this is a question I was actually thinking about because I was uh, been doing a series on our social media, sort of just highlighting favorite stories from the past year. And I realized I did this uh, a podcast uh, right right around Christmas time uh, that I thought was kind of one of my favorites, where I asked uh, a bunch of media people uh, around the state of Connecticut what it was they loved about high school sports. So uh, I didn't have you on that episode of. Uh, of the CIC cast, uh, one of the rare times you weren't uh, a guest for me, but I figured since I have you here now and uh, it seems an appropriate time, I'll just ask uh, that sort of general question is, what did you love about high school sports? Why did you feel like it was uh, the area where you wanted to spend uh, a lot of your time? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, I guess every person in any type of profession wants to wants to always climb a ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to keep you keep want to keep growing in the business and work at bigger papers and get bigger beats or or bigger TV stations or bigger whatever. Sure. You know, and 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 I I didn't quite understand that. I mean, one of the things I mentioned to Kyle Brennan was you know it never seemed to make any sense to me to be one of thirty people covering a UConn basketball game. What in the world? Why Why am I... What, what am I going to say there that no one else has already said? What right. if I'm one of 100 people covering a Giants football game? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. But when you're when you're at the the uh, Noggy Watertown football game and sure. you're the only sports writer there, well, now you've got a little opportunity yeah. <laughs> to speak to people. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing, too, is there's a purity to high school sports that is unbelievably fantastic. Yeah. You know, even, even, even at the college level, I begin to notice a, a, a kind of jaded, uh, I don't know, the whole thing, it's, it's a production, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a corporation, it's, it just doesn't seem right to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've often stood at a sideline, and I, don't, I rarely covered football games the last the 20 years, but I've often stood at the sideline of a football game, and you see one kid having a game three yards, and there's one kid desperate to stop him, and one kid desperate to get those three yards, and why? What, you know, there's no college scholarship here. Yeah. No, neither one of these kids is all that great. There's no media here. There's only 100 people watching the game, and yet this is a life and death moment for these two kids. Yeah, That's what I love about high school sports. It's so pure, and for the love and enjoyment of the game. Um, you know, and of course you get crazy coaches, you get crazy parents who think their kids are all college superstars, sure. and, and they... It's just such... It's, it's pure sport. For the love of it, I, I can't imagine anything better than a participating in it, or in my case, being being uh, being in the orbit of it, if you will, with, as, as a member of the media. Yeah, um, I think you may have answered uh, my my next question uh, within <laughs> that answer, but I'll uh, I'll ask it anyway. And uh, sure. and what do you feel like? You know, what do you think it was? or was the key for you that, that made you want to stay with it and, and do it so long, you know, to kind of, as you say, you know, the, you weren't necessarily looking to, to get that uh, quote unquote bigger beat or anything like that. But, uh, you know, you covered high school sports and wrote about it. Uh, and obviously it wasn't the, the sole thing that you wrote and covered, but uh, uh, predominantly for you, I'm, I'm curious what you think was sort of the key thing for you that let you, you know, keep doing it and, and maybe finding new ways to do it and, and continue to look for new ways to do it. 
Well, you see, that, there, that's a very good question. Um, I, I don't know what it was that connect, that, what the exact connection was, but I just fell in love with that personal connection you can have with the athlete mm-hmm. or athletes. Um, uh, one, one story I used to love to tell was, well, this was a, this was a swimmer. Uh, when I started at the Naugatuck Daily News, I covered swimming mm-hmm. like it was football. Sure. <laughs> so the football people were used to used to be all over me about how I covered swimming like that. And I said, well, we cover everything here the same way. It all gets the same treatment. Yeah. And there was one, one mother said to me one day that she couldn't understand why when she'd come home from work, there would be two copies of the Naugatuck Daily News on the kitchen table because they subscribed right. with an afternoon paper. Where's the second copy coming from? And, and her son was a swimmer and so excited to, to read the story in the paper from last night's meet that he, he, would, he would stop and buy a copy of the paper on the way home from school, even though there was a paper waiting for him three right. blocks away. <laughs> uh, and so he'd rip open the paper, read the story, so now there'd be two papers there. And then you, where can you get that type of intimacy with, with the athletes or the audience? I mean, it's, you know, and nowadays, too, Joel, you have to appreciate that in this business, when you pick up the paper in the morning, you already know the results of last night's Yankee game sure. or the UConn game, mm-hmm. um, whereas the local sports angle, many times, my coverage, or maybe there'll be two or three papers there, it's totally unique. Yeah, It, it is the future. It always should have been, but it is. People are start recognizing now how important local coverage is. People say, oh, I get all my news on the Internet. No, you don't. You don't get... <laughs> You don't get last night's Crosby Wilby game on the internet, right? More or less, you know. Maybe you get it in social media, but you know, it's just—it's just—it was just so fantastic to have that type of of uh, intimacy with the kids. And I, I may be doubling back on an answer. I apologize for no, that's that. Okay, but uh, there's there's simply there is simply nothing like it. Yeah, there, there's been no. You know, I, I had to fill in a UConn beat for. Uh, for Roger Cleveland once at our newspaper when he was ill. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm one of, you know, 15,000 people at a UConn women's basketball game, and I'm the only one who has no idea who anyone is on the floor. <laughs> I have no idea who Shea Ralph is. Or, uh, yeah, well, because I knew who John, Diana Tarazi is. So I, I'm sitting there saying, what, they just won by 80 points. What in the world am I going to say in tomorrow's paper? Yeah. And, and everyone has already seen the game. I didn't find that all that fascinating but the high school beat or the local beat let's doesn't have to be high school sure. the local beat yep. is is uh it's very rewarding and very rich yeah no uh i, I think uh, uh, uh if uh, allowed a personal anecdote you know that's one of the reasons i love uh I, I i love and hopefully appreciate uh as best i can what you folks do as you know i was one of those kids i could still remember you know things that were <laughs> written about me in the uh the barry times argus from my uh fledgling uh, high school <laughs> soccer career and you know it's uh yeah. i still remember those and and remember you know sitting with my team after a, a game the next day before practice you know looking through the paper and, and seeing what uh you know seeing how uh how either well or or uh, poorly where uh, our efforts had been described from uh from the previous day so uh, uh, that that you know, stuff funny you resonates that. in that I way. I haven't thought about this be, it, be, until you just said that. I can remember right now that we're talking 50 years ago. What games I baseball games I played in high school mm-hmm. that were covered and what ones were. I can remember the games where there was a sports writer there. Yep. Just until you just said it, I hadn't that hadn't occurred to me. Yep. Um, I- 
apologize Trey, for interrupting you, but no, you're just, fine. you just made me think of something I've never thought of before. I, I can remember the, the games. I remember one sports writer came up to me on the bench and said, I turn, turn in the double play. I turned the wrong way when I made the throw to second base. <laughs> I, I said, who, you know, Frank Minardo, Republican American sports writer. You, yeah. you turned the, you know, you shouldn't have turned that way. I said, well, I had no other way. To, I'm arguing with the guy in the dugout. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I loved it to death. Um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, Thank you for bringing that up, Joel. That was good. Well, you're welcome. No, I could. I, I'm the. I, I still remember the one. The one story where I actually was interviewed after the game, and I could tell you who the writer was, and uh, I think I could tell you the questions he asked me if I if I thought that hard is enough so about cool. it. That is so cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's uh, hopefully. I, I think that's part of why I'm in the in this job that I'm in now, and, and certainly why mm-hmm. I like. Uh, to talking to people like you about uh, about what you've done. So um, I know you wrote in your column that your uh, your favorite story, uh, if, when people always ask you, that was the next one, which I think uh, kind of speaks <laughs> to your uh, your your curiosity in in kind of you know continually looking to tell these stories. Do you feel that that was also part of what uh, you know kind of drove the writing and, and drove your your passion for doing this? That you, you felt like there was always going to be new and, and interesting stuff to cover. Well, um, I, you know. I, I guess, you know, I, I'm a type A personality. I'm constantly, I can't sit still. I can never, um, I, I, you know what? You know what the problem is with sports writers sometimes? Here you go. You got me going here, Joel. <laughs> is it, you know, like our newspaper, for example, we love to enter contests. We're always entering contests and we're touting who won this and who won that. And I, I, you know what that to me it's dangerous when you start you know thinking you're you're too good or you're you're good you're that's a that's a pitfall mm-hmm. if you start looking back and and thinking about oh I did this I was I had a great story there to me if, every day when I looked at one of my stories along with most of the readers I thought I missed it I didn't quite get it right it should have been better I'm going to get better the next time so I yeah. never look back I always look forward people would come up to me and say. Oh, I like that story I wrote last week. And, of course, I would have no idea what they're talking about. I have no, I don't remember it in the least, and they'd bring it up, and I'd have a vague recollection of it. So, you know, you can't look back. You can't ever be satisfied. You have to look forward and keep moving and keep attacking and trying to be better the next day. You know, I always felt I was never good enough. No matter when the day was done, it was not good enough. Tomorrow's another day to do it better. Yeah. Um, that's the way I attack the job every single day. And it wasn't a job and attack is the right, <laughs> attack is the perfect word. Um, so that's why I went about the job and, uh, and yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there were, there were stories that I remember fondly, but, sure. but I never, ever, uh, yeah, no, it's, it was always move ahead, forget what happened yesterday and try keep to going, try you know? to find that next one. Um, Absolutely. uh, and I, and so I won't, Having said that, I'm just curious. Any, you know, obviously, I'm sure there's, you know, swaths of of, of moments and games, but any sort of uh, any particularly memorable games or, or moments that that just stand out as sort of being like, you know, I know I'm going to remember that uh, forever, oh. uh, even if um, yes. you know whatever there's they might be, thing. whether you wrote about I, them or not. Yeah, no, there's many things, but there's one there's one story that I will remember forever, and. Uh, we're not in any time constraint here. I mean, I'll do this as quickly as I no, can. No, you take but... your time. Well, you're you're was, my um... sole guest this week, Joe. We've, uh, we've right. cleared the lane for All you, right. so, uh, so just go. Well, so why would I got to fill 90 minutes? Is that what we're <laughs> going for? Yeah, here? that's usually what we shoot for. <laughs> um, this is still the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I, I, you know what? Just now thinking of it, I just got goosebumps. This was 
the Crosby will be boys basketball rivalry of twenty. Uh oh, a twenty. <laughs> 2013, okay. I believe it was. They were both top five teams. Um, Wilby, I think, went to the state semifinals that year. Crosby might have lost in the quarters. I don't recall exactly. Um, they're both undefeated. They're both fantastic. They have uh, they're stars on both teams, uh, kids who play professionally in Europe. Mm-hmm. So because of, because of snow, um, their first meeting got pushed back, which was perfect because now they're like 10, 11, and 0. Right. And they haven't played each other yet. So on a night when Crosby was playing, the Wilby kids would be in the gym watching the game, rooting for Crosby because they wanted to be the team that beat Crosby. (laughs) So after the the handshakes at the game, the Crosby kids would go over and they'd shake hands with the Wilby kids. And the next night, Wilby would be playing, and Crosby was in the gym rooting for Wilby. Yeah. And they'd be shaking hands with each other because they couldn't wait for the game. Well, they played three games, all within three weeks, again, because of postponements. The third game being the NBL championship game. Mm-hmm. The three games, uh, there were three games, three overtimes. Margin of difference in all three games was three points. <laughs> um the the NBL championship final was still one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Tyshawn Rogers, the all-time leading scorer in the Naugatuck Valley League, they couldn't they couldn't sell enough tickets to this game at Wilby High School. Tyshawn Tyshawn Rogers gets out of school the day of the NBL title game, drives across town to Wilby, is in line buying tickets for his family for the game that night. Here's here's the, maybe the, the top one or two player in the state of Connecticut. Yeah. He's a junior at this point. Standing in line to buy tickets for the game he's playing in that night. Um, the, the gym is packed. So now the game is over. Crosby wins it by one point, of course. Um, I think it's the only game that didn't go overtime. Mm-hmm. So there's Walter Wright, the will-be star with the MVP trophy, crying his eyes out, his head on the shoulders of, of a woman who's not his mother. Connie was there, but it was his aunt. Now his aunt is the mother of a player on Crosby. So all these kids, they're cousins. There, it, it was the, it was one of the greatest scenes of sportsmanship over three weeks, three games, sold out gyms. Yeah, um, the best of what high school sports is all about. And I, and I bring this up because a lot of times I see the worst. I'll give you an example. I don't work for the paper anymore. What do I care what people say? <laughs> you know, when I see Holy Cross and Sacred Heart play. They can't stand each other. Yeah. The games almost erupt in fisticuffs all the time. The parent groups can't stand each other. You know, and I'm thinking, myself, what, are you people out of your minds? This is the greatest thing on the planet. What, what, where is all this animosity coming from? You're all from the same city. Right. Um, but, you know, that's what I saw. You know, people, and here again, the other element to this is the, 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 the city culture. Mm-hmm. These, these public school kids, they get no respect anywhere. They're always mocked. The public schools are mocked. The education system is mocked. Here, here was the greatest athletic contest I've ever seen, played with grace and humility and sportsmanship and love. I'll, I'll never forget it as, as long as I live. Those kids are fantastic. There's one player has since passed away, a very heartbreaking, uh, one of the stars it will be. So it's, it, it was simply the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I, um, you know, and there's other, other games played at a higher level oh, or sure. for bigger stakes. But um hope I didn't ramble on too long no, here. No, that's but excellent. It's, um, it's just one of the greatest things I've ever, I've ever been part of. Yeah, so I'm curious, you know, and, and this is uh, getting a little, you know, or I wouldn't say sort of technical or anything, but, you know, 
obviously you're seeing all that and, and hearing you describe it is uh, is great and in understanding and appreciating sort of the uniqueness of what you see. Is there any, um, you know, and I know you say you don't always remember, but was there any, um, what's the word I'm trying to think, you know, intimidation about trying to write about it? You know, you sort of say, gosh, I really want to try to capture what I'm feeling here and, and you know, I want everyone else to appreciate this as much as I did. Did you sort of feel daunted a little bit trying to, to when you write that column or write that story or whatever it was you were uh, doing on that? You know how professional athletes will always say, the day you lose the game day butterflies is the day you should quit? Yeah. I, I had those. Every time I went to a big event, I had game day butterflies. I had I had stomach issues. You know, it, it, was, it, it could be the Litchfield Hills Road Race, mm-hmm. which was intimidating to me because I was, knew I was going to be working uh, for the next eight hours like a crazy man. Yeah. Or, uh, or, or covering a state championship. You know, when I would cover a state championship game of any kind, I would, I would start to freak out because there, I want to make sure that this great moment in these kids' lives is covered properly. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, too, it's not just running the story. It was, it was the video. Sure. So I would, and during the course of any game, I would be freaking out. Am I in the right position <laughs> at the right time, at the right moment to get the game-winning shot? What yeah. if I don't get the shot that wins? What if my camera jams? Yeah. What if anything goes wrong? <laughs> the battery dies. So all of those things factor into my complete and total anxiety mm-hmm. as, I, <laughs> as I covered any game. And, and yes. Um, that same thing, you know, just trying to take pictures and video and keep, <laughs> keep accurate notes during the course of a game, there's pressure there. Um, but I did. I felt that pressure to get the story right or to get the shot, to get the moment, to get the right quote. Um, I, I see a lot of stories out there where the, where, that are just mailed in. Sure. It's just the same standard lead all the time. You have to get the right lead. You have to... You have to set the stage properly as you start to write the story. So I, 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 I felt that pressure. I suppose I, re, I liked it and and um, didn't like it at the yeah. same time. I, nope. I guess. Yeah. No. That uh, that uh, as uh, certainly I'm not a, a writer of the frequency or, or sort of the reach that you have, but even uh, attempting to you want to do justice to uh, to what you've seen and and what these uh, these these kids are doing, and that uh, that right. I think that's the challenge, and that's the. That's the uh, puts a little bit of the fear in you that you're not going to uh, kind of live <laughs> up to, to what uh, what you've just seen and, and the the great things that uh, these, these kids are capable right. of doing. Um, I'm curious. You sort of talked a little bit about this, but you know, in and again, this is a little more technical. But you know, what's the sort of the the different approaches in, in terms of doing a game story, doing a column, you know, doing a feature, um, the the sort of variety of things that you do. How would you approach those differently? Kind of in terms of obviously the game, you know, is right in front of you there. But whether you're doing a a strict game story or you're doing a column on the game, whatever it might be, I'm curious how you sort of uh, approach those differently and maybe what your your process might be like differently uh, for some of the different things that you wrote. Uh, you know, that there is the great mystery. Um, I'm not 100% sure I have a perfect answer for that. I mean, a lot of times it's dictated by um, space in the newspaper the next day. Sure. So we all know that we have a lot going on. We're not going to have a lot of space. So they'll say, you know, don't do a column. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, fine. I won't do a column. I'll just do a, a short game story. Yeah. And then you get there, and a column just somehow rears its beautiful head. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so now it becomes now now a negotiation begins with yeah. the people at the office. Hey, I don't know. I got this great thing, and so sometimes we just put the little six to eight inches in the story as a gamer, and I'd write the column for the web. Yep. 
or sometimes we'd, we'd reverse that and mm-hmm. we just put a little gamer on the web and do the column in the, in the paper. So, right. you, you know, uh, uh, what, a live, a, a live game column is, is a strange, is a strange beast. Um, there's always something there. Uh, how do you find it? What, what is it? What makes this a column and that game not a column? I, I don't know if I could really answer it. I, I think I did it well, figuring out what the right column is for each event. You know, the other thing, too, is they always say sports writers don't, don't root. Well, the truth of the matter is we do root. When we begin to see something develop during the game, sure. a story angle coming up, uh, and you suddenly realize, oh my gosh, there's my column. You do kind of hope <laughs> that angle continues through to the end of the game. Absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, it doesn't suddenly fall apart, and and uh, you know, and the kid falls out, and um, and or misses, strikes out instead. But yeah, the, so, the, you know, I, I t- I'm struggling with this one, Joel. It's very difficult. I I don't know that I could put my my thumb on it. Sure. You know, a game story is 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 straight and. Uh, cut and dry, you know. Mm-hmm. But but where? How does a column develop itself? Um, you know, it used to make me crazy because I'd be covering a, uh, like a, I've done a Yukon games, and I'd have this great column idea, and and I'm sitting there in the press room, and you know, and there's Calhoun or there's Oriema or there's Edsel, and I have a question to ask for my column, and I'm terrified to ask it because it gives away the column. Right. So. <laughs> You know, it, there was always that. You know, how how can I escape this media horde? Sure. And corral Calhoun or corral Gino down the hallway when there's nobody else there and get this question answered so that my column could be unique. Yeah. yeah I tell you what, write, writing the columns was always was, was always like a minefield. I'm sorry to use a military cliche there, sure. but you, you just it just was it was just fun and difficult, rewarding when you got it right, and um, so. Yeah, I don't know if I got. I don't know if I helped you there. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. I just think it's interesting. You know, it's, as somebody who who did a lot of different things, I, I think that's you know you weren't just uh, doing you know doing game stories. You did those, but uh, you also had uh, wore a lot of different hats. That I think it's it's an interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, there are people who are just columnists and who don't do the game stories. So they're obviously there. You know, their approach is going to always be uh, coming at things from a little different. So I just think it's it's one of those things that maybe people don't think about that you have to sort of put yourself in in different mindsets a little bit to. Uh, to, to kind of do each of them. I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, the, you know, the not being able to, to kind of get that time with the, you know, some of the, the a UConn coach or something like that. I think one of the things that, uh, I always liked about your stories and, and certainly were ones that uh, I think maybe prompted me to uh, to bring you on to the CIAC cast sometimes where you, you seem to really appreciate and, and enjoy the, the kind of characters that, that high school sports allows for, I guess that maybe, as you say, you know, the, the it sort of gets, gets taken away what sort of at the uh you know the quote higher levels of competition that there's so you know there's so many schools there's so many teams there's so many people involved that you really get some some great characters in high school sports and i it, it seemed like you enjoyed being able to kind of to shine a light on some of the uniqueness and and that existed in the worlds of high school sports uh, I'm not sure there's a question there other than to say do you feel like well, that's no, an I accurate se- assessment maybe of <laughs> of one of the things that you enjoyed it's true. The saddest thing for me doing all this was when a, a coach that I particularly liked and enjoyed would, would retire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like in basketball, whether it would be um, Tony Torina in Torrington or Ed Generale at, at Holy Cross, you know, real 
or Craig Peters, football coach at Naugatuck, well, all the football coaches, these outside personalities yeah. that, that you would deal with. And, and they were a pleasure, even when they were yelling at you for something. <laughs> it was a pleasure being around them. They were never boring, always fun. Um, you know, the kids, of course, you know, the same way. Their, their, their variety of their personalities was, was a great joy to be around. But it was <laughs> the coaches. You know, and I, and I I would have to pick and choose the spots because I didn't ne- I never wanted a story to be, uh, and this is another problem I see with too many sports writing is is the, the story the next day is all coach speak, mm-hmm. and coaches are going to tell you the same they they all they're all spouting from the same coaching manual. Sure, what you're supposed to say after game. So mm-hmm. you know if it was pertinent, I'd ask a coach a question. But generally speaking, after game, I never went. To the coaches, I always went to the kids because the kids will speak honestly. They will tell you exactly what they think, and of course, I would try not to embarrass them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use crazy, crazy outlandish kid talk. Yeah. Um, so yes, you had you had the great personalities of the coaches, which is always a joy. Right now, a perfect example is Nick Jelly at Crosby High School. Sure. Um, absolutely, absolutely hysterical to deal with and fun. <laughs> Um, but after a game, I would rather talk to the kids. I want to know what the kids thought about that game. And, you know, some kids give you ESPN talk. Sure. No, they know, too. The only too. way they know how to interview, you know, is what they see on ESPN. But other kids are straight from the heart. They tell you ex- you get the things you never get from a coach. And gabbing with the kids. Yeah. No, that's uh, – and as you – you know, and, and this is obviously is true, uh, you know, with high school, there's always uh, there's always new kids, and, uh, you know, and, and new ones uh, that come along and yeah. uh, and, and kind of repopulate those – those stories for you. So, uh, um, trying to think here. I think that may have uh, covered the extent of my uh, uh, of uh, my interrogation here of you, and, uh, and try to get through. Uh, uh, I always enjoy talking with you. I guess you know, for for those who are, I know you maybe haven't made any decisions, but w- w- if uh, if fans are are interested in seeing more uh, Joe Palladino uh, thoughts and, and writings, uh, what what's next? What, is there going to be anything uh, in the future in retirement for you, or, or where do you sort of uh, come down on that at the moment? Well, I hope not. <laughs> you know, I mean, there there have been you know one one person at the office suggested uh, I, I do some videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know I, I just I just I don't. It's I, I looked at it by the way. I I was doing some research and I I've done more than fourteen hundred videos. Oh wow! For the Republican Americans, sure. I don't I don't want to do any more. I don't want to. <laughs> you know, as much as I love these games. <clears throat> I now get the opportunity to pick and choose. Sure. So I no longer have to go stand up at the Watertown soccer field in a downpour <laughs> for two and a half hours. Sure. Under the umbrella, trying to keep the camera dry. You know, I have a waterproof notebook, which is just about full. I've used all the pages. My, my, my camera is just on its last legs. Everything's about to crash, including me. Yeah. So I'm just, I just want to be a fan. Yeah. And that's, that's the plan right now is it, just be a fan, and, and listen. By mid-September, when everything is rolling again, and I'm, I'm suddenly bored. <laughs> maybe there's something, but I can't. I can't imagine that. I've got. There's other things to do now. So yeah. 
No, well, uh, not, it had nothing to do with sports. No, that's good too. That's good too. You, uh, you've you've earned uh, some time away and uh, as much time as you want. But we're, uh, I, I think, yeah, I, as good. I said, I speak for uh, as a former high school athlete, but also as someone who appreciates uh, uh, all the great coverage that that folks do around the state of Connecticut. But we're, uh, I, I know people are grateful that you were up on that hill at Watertown in the rain for uh, for so many years <laughs> for us, uh, uh, hammering away at the at those game stories in the columns. So, Joe, uh, always a pleasure, and you. you always have an invitation as a, a professional podcast guest if you uh, if you're ah. interested in that as well to uh, to come right. share some I'll thoughts on what you've seen next time uh, there'll be a consult- consultation fee though well there, that's right we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll negotiate that uh, <laughs> off air but joe i uh, i greatly appreciate it enjoy uh, enjoy the uh, the time away and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you and, and thanks for everything you've done uh, uh, in the world of high school sports i know it's uh, it's greatly appreciated there and uh, and uh, it's always was a pleasure to read you Thank you, Joel. I appreciate that, and thank you for even asking me today. Take care now. Thank you very much to uh, for, to Joe Palladino for his ninth CIC cast appearance, and we'll figure out whether uh, whether or not we can negotiate a reasonable uh, rate for him to come back with us. But uh, really, always enjoy. As I said, talking to him, he's uh, he's a wonderful guy. He's got a lot of passion and a lot of uh, enthusiasm for high school sports, and I think that uh, that's shown through in his writing and, and coverage that he provided for so long uh, for the Waterbury Republican American, and as he mentions in the interview for uh, for some other outlets as well. So uh, great talking to Joe. Wish him all the best in uh, in his his retirement and hope he's uh, able to enjoy his time as a fan and uh, for all you fans out there we thank you very much for checking in with us for another edition of the CIAC cast as I said hopefully we'll get back to an every other week schedule so hopefully look for us uh, in, a, in a few weeks here as the the fall sports believe it or not they are back they are going to be ramping up uh, football practices uh, I believe will be getting underway next week so by the time uh, you hear this they may have uh, have kicked off already depending on how quickly you check out the latest edition of the CIAC cast but uh, it's going to start ramping up, so um, the CIC cast will be ramping up with it. Be sure to check out CICsports.com, tournamentcentral.CICsports.com, at CIC Sports on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash CIC Sports, and again, check out our YouTube channel. Search for CAS-CIAC. That will uh, get you to our, our YouTube channel. Uh, all kinds of great content there. And, of course, if you listen to the podcast, please uh, please give us a, a, a subscription. If you, uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us in the Google Store, Google Play Store. You can find us on Stitcher. Love if you would subscribe. If you listen on iTunes, please rate and leave us a review. So that's going to uh, to do it for this edition of the CIC cast. Lots of good conversation about the world of high school sports. We're excited to see the new high school sports season get underway in just a few weeks. We'll have lots of coverage for you here and elsewhere, so be sure to check it out, CICsports.com, and we hope you'll come back for the next edition of the CIC cast. Take care, everybody.